0: to another episode of weber state weekly softball show we're a member of the big sky podcast network i'm your host colby peterson on the show today we have the signpost own simon mortensen simon how you doing man
1: doing pretty good i went out to see slash last night so that was pretty fun Uh, legendary yeah my voice is a little bit raspy from it but it's a sacrifice i'm willing to take (laughs) no
0: one of my favorite guitar players all time love slash and then uh, we also have with us on the show tonight uh jessica Euler, jessica newly minted a new a new role for you up at weber state
2: yeah I'm hanging out with enrollment management and student success and metallica in two days to you know go along with slash so
0: so also my love also a huge james hetfield guy right here you know when i was a kid i wanted to be james hetfield so bad i could taste it so man what a, what a great week i mean good good week of concerts for you guys I haven't got any shows here in Nashville. I got to get, I got to up my game, man. So, well, on tonight's show, uh, we've got a player interview. We have um, senior second baseman, Faith Ho. She's going to be talking to us a little bit about uh, her journey from Walla, Walla, Washington. To Ogden and kind of you know the success that she's had and and it's a lot folks it's a lot of success at Weber State so we're going to talk to her a little bit about that then we got a weekend review we're going to be talking about uh, Kansas City games uh, UNLV down at down at you know UNLV host of the tournament played the Wildcats twice and then one other game against Dixie State on the way home in Saint George Um, and then I got a I got a new segment that I prepared for the. For the panel, I'm calling it "Rate the State." Uh, I don't, I, I don't know, uh, I don't know about that name, but basically, what we're going to have them do is, I got some statistics for them, and they're going to give me a rating one through ten on, uh, how, you know, how cool or not cool they think that is. So, one through ten on these statistics, we'll kind of see. But first, before we get into all that, want to encourage everybody to subscribe to the show, whether that's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all good places. Find Weber State Weekly. You can please, if you would, rate us on those places. Help us find our way. Climb in the rankings and find our way into the ears of other Wildcat fans wherever they may be. We're also on social media. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Twitter, one of the best places to interact with the Weber State Weekly team, especially on game day. Got a couple of men's basketball road games coming up this week, so we'll be on Twitter spaces for those. And then, of course, we've got our Patreon. You go to patreon.com slash Weber State Weekly, become a patron and you will get access right now to some recruiting content. I've been doing interviews with recent signees from National Signing Day back at the beginning of February. And so uh, I've got another one scheduled this week and I got another one to release later in this week. So, yeah, become a patron. Weber State Weekly and uh, you'll get access to all that good content. And we want to shout out uh tonight's sponsor Studio 98. You can go if you're looking for a ring that isn't, you know, run of the mill, check out Studio 98. They're a local jeweler run by a fellow Wildcat and a former football player who loves the purple and white just as much as you and I do. So check out their website, it's studio98.com. That's 9 N I N E and the number 8. Dot com and behold their beautiful rings um be sure to check out the flying w special i've got it right here on my finger it's a beauty folks if you love the flying w and i know everybody does check it out so thanks very much for supporting weaver state weekly studio 98. All right folks, so we've now managed the mischief. We've gotten through all of the stuff. Let's let's talk to our uh, about our special guest tonight. Uh s- senior second baseman Faith Ho, even though this is the third year, technically the third year, right, on the, on the roster. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, so we want to want to welcome you to Weber State Weekly, Faith. I know you guys just got into St. George, but I appreciate you taking the time.
3: Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm
0: excited. Yeah, we're excited to talk to you. And so we thought, you know, let's just start at the beginning. Walla Walla, Washington. Not exactly a hotbed of Wildcat recruiting, but uh, but th- that's home for you. And so, you know, kind of yeah. found found your way down to the Wildcats. Talk to us a little bit about that recruiting journey. Because like we said, yeah. um, Walla Walla, not necessarily a place that the Wildcats nice. spend a lot of time. But they found you, and uh, it's worked out pretty dang well.
3: <laughs> yeah, so uh, we knew a girl. She she had gone to were State. Her name was Lauren Likes. She transferred after her sophomore year, but she uh, went to our low high school as well. And so we knew we were safe from her. And then uh, we were at a tournament my sophomore year of high school, I think. And uh, me and my sister were playing middle and field at the time. We had rolled the double play and the Sacramento State coaches were there watching us. And so they came up to our recruiting coordinator and asked us to come to the camp. So uh, we looked at, you know, we're just researching Sac State and saw that they got second in the big sky that year. And uh, Weber classically got first. And uh, so,
0: yeah. As they do.
3: So yeah, I want, I like to win. So I was like, we should check out Weber State. So we, yeah, we planned it all out. We went to, on Friday, we were in Sacramento. And then on Saturday, we were in Austin that same day. We were playing basketball at the time. So our coach gave us one weekend off. so We had to fit them both into one weekend.
0: And so a trip from Walla Walla all the way down to Sacramento, and then from yep. there driving all across Nevada to go to Ogden on I eighty. That's 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 quite a week.
3: Yeah, it, yeah, it was during a snowstorm too. It was crazy. But yeah, I woke up the next morning, had a probably only I think a thirty minute camp with Coach Amico. I think I hit ten balls, maybe took ten ground balls, and that's it. That's all she she's ever seen me play before I got here. Wow! So that was crazy. Yeah. Same with my sister. And then I think the next week we verbaled here. So, and I just seemed so young. I was only a sophomore, which is crazy, but yeah. So we, we verbaled here pretty young and yeah, we love it.
0: And so, so like you said, verbal commitment to the Wildcats after just a few, just a few things. I mean, and they had said, okay. Mm-hmm. And you said, yep, we want to come to Ogden. This is a good place for us to to play. And so kind of for you, Faith, you know, making that decision, it sounds like you had two options. You could Sacramento state or could come to yeah. Wildcats. I mean, like you said, winning a, a, a thing that's important to you. And there's been a lot of it since you've been a Wildcat. Yeah. What was that deciding factor for you to say, you know what? Purple and white for me.
3: You know, I think it was uh, the, I don't like this word, but the vibe we got from Ogden, it kind of felt, you know, we're from, I grew up in Idaho a lot too. So that snowy kind of ski vibe that you get here next to the mountains. So that was really comforting for us. We also had some family friends here, just super random. We didn't even know they lived here. And then there's right above Weber, big Weber State fans. Shout out to the Croyle family. And yeah, so it just felt like home. It felt right. And we just felt like to campus and country on So yeah, it just felt right. I mean, we, we, I like sophomore state a lot too, but it, it was kind of funny too. I mean, they have a wonderful softball field. they, have a great little stadium, and but the day that we went, it started to rain really bad. They didn't have that a lot, so we went to their inside the indoor facility, which was just an auxiliary gym. So we're hitting like these soft balls, not even real softballs in this gym. It felt like we were in high school. And then we roll into Ogden. There's that snowstorm, so we're in, and then so we went to the field house. So just the comparison of when we had this beautiful turf field with this awesome facility at Weber, and then a gym. You know, so it was kind of like an obvious choice to go to Weber with that, too.
0: Makes sense. I mean, like you said, facility is yeah. a key part of that. Plus, of course, you know, you play for Coach Amico and you're going to get rings. That's just what's going to happen.
3: Yeah, right. definitely.
0: So, uh, Jessica Oiler, Simon Mortensen, questions for uh, second baseman Faith Ho?
3: Yeah.
1: Um, so, correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember our last interview. Um, you said you didn't track your stats. You You weren't... That type of player, right? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. This season is a little bit different. Um <laughs> hey, 450.
3: Right? Yeah. Four fifty.
1: Um yeah. you are also your on-base percentage is second in the conference only to Casey Whiting. Um yeah. yeah, is this kind of a and I think you you're up on RBIs, you're number six on RBIs too, yeah. Um yeah. number five in hits. Uh is this kind of a different different one for you? Like are you? Yeah being like, oh, I can... Well, I, can. I
3: never did. Yeah, I, like I said before, I I never really focused on... I, usually I just get... I'm like, man, that was a lot of errors, whatever. But uh, then with my batting out, after we got done with Grand Canyon, I think I was talking to Warren. And I was like, I feel like I... I think I was on base a lot this weekend. I was like, I don't really remember. Like, I remember my outs, but I was like, I don't feel like I had a lot of terrible at bat. But like, I wonder what I hit. And then I pulled it up and I was like, oh my gosh, I think I was in the 500s for that week. Like, wow, that was crazy. I wonder where it's like the big side. And then the Thompson girl from Portland State hit 600. It had like eight hits. It was just a crazy weekend for batting averages. But yeah, and then I, have, I didn't think my batting average was going to be super great after V, but it stayed pretty high. So yeah. And I, it's funny, my RBIs, I think, bull a couple, most of them are just like little squibblers that get through. And I'm like, Oh, nice. I'm I'm getting lucky this year. (laughs) 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 But yeah, I guess it's brought, it's been brought to my attention a little bit more like my batting average than normal, but yeah, a little bit, but not much. I don't really care about that stuff.
2: As long as we're winning, I'm, I'm happy.
0: Yeah. Dubs are coming. Jessica, what about you? Question for Faith though?
2: Yeah. So 2019, you had one heck of a year. So won the regular season, the conference tournament, beat CSU Fullerton in the tournament, Mm -hmm. won Big Sky Freshman of the Year, won the Big Sky Conference Tournament. I mean, we keep going on and on the Big Sky Conference Tournament MVP. So tell us how you were able to have so much success so early in your career.
3: Yeah, I'm pretty sure they just didn't know how to throw to me and they just gave me my favorite <laughs> pitch over and over again. But no, it was good. I, I was in a good spot in the lineup. I was able to get pretty good pitches. And I mean, it's pretty easy to get RBIs when you have, like with Takeisha Salter and Landy Hawker. Those are so fast. They they get on base, they steal the next base, you can just hit anything in the outfield and they score. So I I attribute a lot of my RBIs to them. Cause they can hit it right at somebody and they'd somehow score and it works for me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, that year was just an awesome year. It, I, when I look back on it, it just feels very magical. You know, we had, a, I mean, we had, a, I think one and a half pitchers going into our second tournament. We had everyone was her. It was not, we go to UNLV, we lose five games uh, because of, yeah, we lose five games in a row. And then we go to San Jose, we lose 10 games in a row. And if you guys would have asked me, I would have been like, this is, there's no way we're even winning. You know, we had lost some pretty imp- important people like McKinley Brinker Haas and, um, the catcher Molly Horn, uh, and everything. So we're really kind of rebuilding, but once conference started and I, I, I think with Idaho state, that was a big, wow. We were pretty good. Um, that we're like, yeah, okay, like, I think we can make run like, a
0: run for it. A crazy score in that, in one of those Idaho state games, like absolutely just smashed them. Like just crushed. Yeah. Them it of, was wildcat softball yep. field.
3: Yeah. And then we had already clinched before our final, um, our final series. So we go to Portland state and we had already clinched number one seed and we go in there and we win the series. We win two out of one, uh, two out of three games, which is crazy. Great. And we were able to, against I State. I think we had put up like 18, 20 runs and, so we were able. It was our last our last series, and so everybody got to play. So that was super cool too. Everyone, no one who's ever played, everyone had got in. So that was just like a nice cap on the season. And then we took a we took vans from Portland State and we drove all the way down the coast to Sac State where the tournament was hosted. We stopped at some town in, in Oregon on the beach. We got up and watched the sunrise. It was really fun. And got to Sac State a couple of days early, practice, and then one run rolled the uh, Northern Colorado in the championship game so like you don't see that this last game was close between SU and Portland State so it was just a really cool magical season yeah
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like we said, incredible run in 2019. And like you said, especially with Mm -hmm. that really, really tough start, um, coach Amy Cohn always makes sure that the non-conference schedule is tough. This year is no different. Last year was no different. I mean, 2019 was no different. She likes to really find good competition for the Wildcats, uh, you know, and in some ways, you know, going into conference play, you all are ready because you've been through the gauntlet. You've seen lots of really, really Mm -hmm. good teams like UCLA and others. And so, yeah, Faith, I wanted to ask you a little bit about uh, about your nicknames. Um, you talked about this in a, in a, a reel on social media about you and your sister, yep. Lauren, uh, twin sister, right?
3: Yep, twin sister. Uh, we're actually fraternal, but we look alike. Okay, we look, we look identical, but we're fraternal.
0: Okay. Uh you you your the nickname for you two is frickin' Frack. Talk to us a little bit about that. Where did yeah. that thing come from?
3: Yeah. So Coach Kevin, he's just the best guy ever. He he makes everything taste awful what it is, Mary Kay is obviously the face of it, but She's awesome. And, uh, or he's awesome. So he comes in he names everybody, every, every single person on the team has a nickname and he remembers it. And that's the only thing he calls you. So if you were to come in he meets you for the first time, he'd nickname you and that's your name. So he uh, called my sister. She's a catcher and he's a pitching coach. So they're together a lot. And he liked the name Frick for her. And he was like, your sister needs a nickname too. So it's Frick and Frack. And then, but he tried to switch it. I, I think Coach Ian McClellan didn't like him yelling, hey, Frick, what, what's going on? As, you know, because she's catching by the umpires and everything. So it looked bad, but it stuck. So that's, what, yeah, that's the nickname Frick and Frack. <laughs>
0: Well, as a as as a guy who really really loves nicknames, um, I love it, man. Like I've been trying to come up with i I've been trying to come up with a a new. Uh, you know, we we did this with the volleyball team last season. Yeah. Uh, You know, so many aces, right? Like all the time, aces, all the time. Oh my so, gosh, I know. So we went with hashtag A State, right? Like A State. This yeah. is what you you want to come to Weber State. It's aces all day. And so I've been trying to come up with one for you all. Like, what what do we do for for wow. the Wildcats softball team? What's that? What's that custom? You know, nickname or right. custom. Custom hashtag. I don't know if you got ideas. You know, tech, tweet at us and let us know you are. I will. I'm. I'm kind of thinking. You know, Brett Hines said something recently. He said, you know, for the Bat Cats, was like Bat Cats.
3: Cats. Yeah, I saw that.
0: Kind of like, like Bat Cats. So I don't know. Maybe we're gonna we're gonna workshop this a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you
3: have, have to think about
0: it. I'm with Coach Kevin though. I like I like the nickname thing. So
3: yeah, he's
0: awesome. So Simon Jessica, maybe a couple more questions here for Fa- uh, Faith Ho before we uh, let her go and get 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 on with her night.
1: Um, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, start off with one, uh, at the beginning of the, uh, season before the season actually started, uh, you kind of said that this team was coming back and playing with a chip on their shoulder, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this, this last tournament was, you know, kind of a result of that. Like you yeah. definitely showed up to play, um, looking up, you got, you got a couple of good teams along the way. You got, you know, Nevada, you got Utah Valley coming up, which is a great mm-hmm. game. to watch. Um, what are some things we can kind of expect from that?
3: Yeah, like I told our team this last week. Um, I mean, we're against that UNLV team, the UMKC. We're like scoring so many spots through our lineup. You know, it's not just uh, our our top or our bottom. Every part of our lineup's hitting right now. It feels like there's a new pitcher that every every other team is killing it in one game. Arissa's the next. Mandy's the next. And, And then Maddie Peterson comes in and gives us two or three really good innings of relief that we needed. And then we haven't even seen two of our other pitchers who are really good too. So I think our team is so deep this year. I've never been a part of a team that has been as deep. Previously, it's been, you know, you have your starting nine and those nine are going to hit. And if they lose the nine lost. but I think right now we're averaging like 15 girls are getting in a game. We're having two or three pinch hitters. We're having base runners coming in and running, doing their jobs, stealing bases and, We're just a team, like, when we play with bigger teams, it's exhausting on defense. You know, like, you have every inning, you have to be sharp. If you give up one run, it leads to two, and the next, you know, at the beginning, you're down by five. And that's what it feels like offensively for us. If you give us an inch, we're taking that mile. I mean, you can have two outs, and you give up a walk, and we're scoring three runs off that one girl. So, as in the dugout, you know, we always kind of, all of us have our helmets on, we're ready to go. Even with two outs, we're scoring a lot of runs. So... It's, we're just like a really resilient team right now i think you know even in our losses uh we did some good things but i think we we get a little pissed off more we're we don't like when we're not playing our caliber of softball I and mean, we we're just doing a good job i think keep, keeping each other accountable making sure that we're playing good softball every time we go out so i'm pumped i i'm really excited and if one girl's cold then another girl waiting to jump in. So it's, it's, I'm really excited. So you guys should be ready, ready for a lot of runs for some good defense, really good pitching. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. I think it's a good, it's a good point because um like, I think about like folks coming in and out, right. Like looking through the stats. Yeah. Um, one thing that stuck out to me was Daisy Taloa, right. Your, your team. Yeah. Yeah. She, like she, she's only played in six games, only started one. Yeah. She's got one hit this season. But that one hit yeah. was a two bagger. She got three RBIs on that bad boy. Right. And so like, yeah. I think that it sort of demonstrates what you're talking about where it's like, yeah, like somebody is going to come in and like, if you leave people on base, y- yeah. you're going to get hurt. And like you said, the Wildcats going to take a mile if, if you give them an inch. Yeah. And you know, in an instance like that, you look at Daisy's numbers and it's like, Oh, she's not going to hurt you until she hits right. a two bagger and she does. Right. <laughs> yeah.
3: And that about was just crazy. I mean, she was two strikes and, we were having a hard time hitting that girl hard and she was a way, way, way drop ball. She swung at the one drop ball and we we're like, Daisy, we told her, "Hey, look up, look for something hard and then those are change up which she hasn't thrown pretty much all game. I think she maybe threw it three or four times and Daisy just sat on it its hit it of awesome. Abby Sager, coming off the bench really great and those pinch hitting Mika Tong. She's, yeah, you guys, she's that girl is really awesome. Wrong. She had a, she had a sty. woke up with a sty on her eye Friday morning and then gets her first at bat and she was just amazing. She just finds a way. I don't know. She's doing some coach house stuff. she's doing some type of witchcraft, because even against the UMKC, she hit the right, the stop and the girl checks tries to throw tries to throw can't throw it, make it safe. And then we hit the walk off. So just whatever Mika's doing, she's great, but we have so many options and that's just half it. And then we have our left-handed hitters, Leah Harmon, Noel Foster, Gianna. They, I mean, we're so deep this year. It's awesome
0: yeah Mika 1334 OPS right now it's nuts
3: yeah I know that was crazy her batting average is what in the 600 yeah. yeah
0: from, from freshman she's it's awesome nuts. well uh, Jessica do you, you have one more question for Faith before we let her go
2: yeah uh, just one more speaking of just how yeah. awesome you were, I mean you had two incredible games against UNLV they were favored to win the Mountain West Conference and y'all, y'all mm-hmm. just took task. And so can you tell us, and, and you're off to the best start in just a heck of a long time at eight and two. So can you yeah. tell us a little bit about those games versus the rebels? Like what stands out to you there?
3: Yeah. You know, anytime we can beat, you is an awesome time. I can't stand these guys. They just think their poop doesn't think they, and they're massive girls. Like they recruit whoever they want. They're the coaches are good coaches and everything, but I mean, they're Vegas school. They fit the bill uh yeah i mean when you're on base you're like looking up at these girls it's crazy but i mean they they have this great pitcher named jenny her walk-up song jay on the block with the scene all week we beat her finally but she's amazing <laughs> she has such good stuff i mean her rise ball her drop ball her change up she was killing it and i remember i faced her for the last three years and haven't been able to get much out of her and then i was able to finally get a couple hits and so it was great. I mean, they're a hard team to put away too. They have a lot of home run potential. They get they they used to have a lot of speed. They lost kind of one of their uh, their speed speed girls, but they still have some good speed. And they got that transfer, Ashlyn Visser, uh, Weber State alumni sister, who she's super athletic, really good hitter and def- uh, defender. So I just yeah, I love beating those guys. But th- yeah, we just put the ball in play. We had a lot of walks that game. She that Jenny girl doesn't really walk girls often, so. Um, we pushed them, walked, got, got on a, a lot of different ways. They made some errors, and we took advantage of it. So, she's she's awesome. I mean, I, I was so happy to beat them. I think main coach and coach looked each other and just gave each other the biggest hug. We we're like, we've never we've never beat these guys before. And then the next day to beat UMKC, that was a close game. But yeah, I mean, we had to keep it interesting for the fans, you know. <laughs> and then uh <laughs> yeah, there were some parents I think that were falling asleep during the first game, so I wanted to make sure that they, you know, they were interested still.
1: Yep, that was a run and run then yeah. we
3: had go out and play another another good game versus UNLV. They had actually a transfer from Oklahoma. I don't know if you saw that. Um, it was a lefty pitcher. So we were like, Oh gosh, this girl's gonna be pretty good and we chased her, I think she only pitched for two innings and then they brought in this other girl who could only throw a change up first strike and we just were disciplined on her Daisy works a great walk in that game too. So does uh, Henderson. So just, it was an awesome game. We took advantage where we could. And yeah, I eight and to start. I've never started off as good. It's crazy. I always tell people uh, like last week at GCU, three and two, that's a great weekend for us. We can walk away being happy. Um, and they're like, well, how, why'd you guys lose those two games? Like, yeah, we probably should have beat Fordham that game. And we're right there at GCU. We should have beat them yeah. too, or could have beat them. Um, but it's five games. Like, we we don't have our starting nine out there every game because you have to rest people, and then we get Nick. You know, Mac, our shortstop. She this girl slides into her, lifts up her whole toe, and so it's gushing out blood. So she can't play that D C U game. And then our pitchers, they already have four games on their arms. So we're just like everybody's just twitching up. And if we can run away with three wins, we're happy. So, to, but to get five wins last weekend was just crazy. I still don't think I've kind of comprehended what we were able to do, but I, I was really proud of us. It was awesome.
0: Well, you should be. I mean, like we said, big, big weekend down in Vegas. Like we said, we, I mean. We were looking at this going, all right, if the Wildcats can come out of it, you know, three and two. Unfortunately, UVU had yeah. to drop because of COVID within their program. You you all will get another crack at them this weekend in St. George, which, right. which should be a good game. But uh, luckily, able to pick yeah. up a game in St. George on the way home against Dixie. So, I mean, that was good. But yeah, like you said, I mean... Kansas city, not a bad team, right? Like I think for Wildcat no. fans, maybe they don't know, like Kansas city played in the semifinal in the summit league, you know, in their conference tournament yeah. last year, uh, they don't suck. And so to, no. to kind of get, get two dubs against them and then get two big dubs against UNLV, you know, like you said, kind of getting over the hump finally yeah. against them with all the transfers and the talent that they've had come into their right. program. Yeah. Big time.
3: For sure. I agree.
0: So Faith want to thank you so much, man, for taking some time to chat with us here on Weber State Weekly. Want to wish you all the best of luck. Uh- this weekend is a little bit weird, folks. Uh, so Wildcats will be playing tomorrow. They'll be playing two games for Thursday, two games Friday, mm-hmm. just one game Saturday. So we'll talk about the, the upcoming schedule here at the end of the show. But just be aware that the the, the normal schedule is kind of moved back a day this week. Mm-hmm. So be watching for that. And uh, as far as I can tell, I don't think any of these games will be on ESPN Plus. But there might be a streaming option. Yep. We'll just have to kind of see. There, there, you know, there was last weekend at UNLV. And so we'll see what DSU's got for us. But uh, wish you all the best of luck down in St. George, Faith.
3: Thank you so much. Thanks for having
0: me, guys. Yeah, we appreciate you.
3: Good luck. Thank. You.
0: All right. Want to thank Faith Ho so much again. Like we said, for taking some time to chat with us here on Weber State Weekly, and uh, wish them the best of luck. Like we said, um, Simon, you mentioned it, man. Uh, some good teams this week in in uh, in in. In St. George, uh, UVU, I think that's going to be a good one. Um, Nevada, uh, you're going to have two games against them. You're going to start out tomorrow against them, and you're going to end the weekend against Nevada. So another Mountain West Conference team to face. Uh, I like those Mountain West Conference matchups, man. I think that they are good for the Wildcats, and so it's good to see them get those games. But um, let's talk about last weekend. Let's talk about the games that are coming up. You know, we, we talked a little bit with, with faith about them. Um, By the way, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if we mentioned this and we should have faith currently the uh, reigning big sky conference player of the week. Um, That, that announcement came out today. So congrats to her on winning that one. Um, Big deal. I mean, like we said, five RBIs in the weekend, just, you know, some really big and timely hits. So congrats to her. Wildcats really, really, really cooking right now. But uh, let's talk about this. And so I've been trying to figure out how to how do we how do we talk about this? Because we we have five games to talk about, two against Kansas City, uh, two against UNLV and one against Dixie State. And so I think what we'll do is we'll kind of just kind of group them together by opponent, right? Maybe that's the way to go here. And so let's talk about these two Kansas City games first. Um, first game of the, of the season, or first game of the weekend of the tournament against um, University of Missouri, Kansas City, the Ruse. Um, like we said, I mean, not a bad team. This is a team that um, went to the semifinal in the Summit League, which includes... South Dakota and North Dakota state. And a lot of those, uh, if you're a football fan, Missouri Valley conference, um, a lot of those teams play in the summit league, right? You'll see them there. That's where they do. And not, so it's not, not a lot, not a bad league really is not a semifinal team there. And so it's not like you're the Wildcats were facing some sort of slouch team once again. And uh, that first game run rule ended up cutting it short. Got the I'm run sick. rule. Talk, talk to me about how that, how you guys felt. That was, that was going, I mean, right off the get right out the gate.
2: Well, I thought it was great that we ended at that point because, you know, we started off and I think I I think it was through the third inning that we hadn't scored yet. And so we started a little slow and then it was a little bit like Faith just said, we picked up and we ran with it. And boy, did we run with it? What a score differential. And to uh, see them really pick up and score score that many (laughs) runs was just impressive.
0: Yeah, um, Wildcats scored two in the first, two in the third, seven in um, the fourth, and that okay. was it. So my, maybe maybe it was the other game, but yeah, uh, it was. But but yeah, I mean, Ruse did not score. I mean, Mariah Ramirez was absolutely dealing on the mound. I mean, going and looking at her stats, I mean, she pitched four, two hits, only one earned run. I mean, yeah. just absolutely shut them down. I mean, looking at K's, I mean, she was able to really do a number on them. And then Mandy Sink came in in relief for just an inning to say like, okay. And at that point, you know, it was, it was going to be a run rule game. So pretty incredible. I mean, because you look at, you know, Kansas City had burned through, they had to burn through four pitchers in five innings. Um, Just rough, really, really rough for them. (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh, Including, you know, one of their pitchers, Audrey Danielson. She didn't, she didn't get an out. She had two runs, two earned runs against her, two walks. You know what I mean? Just, just, uh, just absolutely rough, rough inning, uh, rough outing for her. Um, so run rule, good way to start off, off. Um, let's talk a little bit about the offense. I mean, one of the folks that kind of stands out to me, I mean, uh, I'm trying to remember if I think this was the game where Chloe Camarero hit another bomb. She did so, She hit a bomb in the third. Yeah. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Homer to center field, two RBI is a three run bomb. I mean, geez, man, like, Oh, it was, it was only two. Yeah. So she, 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 Wildcats have two, she hits that bomb. Now it's for nothing in the third. Right. And so it's like, Oh, okay. Now, now it's getting comfortable. I mean, but faith had, she had her moments too. You know what I mean? I think that one of the things that's interesting about this wildcat team, and we've talked a little bit about this, about how this is a team that has power. We've talked about, you know, we had talked to Chloe Camarero last week. about, you know how she's a player that's very much bombs away. She has that power to put the ball over the fence. She's done that now. Well, I'd have to go back and check the numbers. Five times now this season. Yeah, Yeah, the season. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, she's absolutely can slug it. But then you have players like Bia Rushton and others who they just get on base. They just you know they're gonna they're gonna find a way to get hits. And so I don't know, man. Like that balanced attack is just it's tough. It's tough to deal with, right?
1: Sorry about that. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Yeah.
0: But yeah, I mean, I mean, if you if you're an opposing team, how do you how do you deal with that balanced attack where it's like yes, they can get on base, but they can also hit you and they can put the ball over the fence, like. I mean, how do you pitch around folks like that? I mean, I don't know. What what would be your strategy?
1: I don't know if anybody has a strategy yet. So far,
0: they, they kind of don't, right? <laughs>
2: right.
1: Kind of like um, Faith was talking about. It. She's like, I, I don't think anybody knew how to pitch to me. And that's kind of what it's sounding like right now. I don't think anybody knows how to pitch to um, Casey. And I don't know if anybody knows how to pitch to Faith. And I don't know if anybody knows how to pitch to, Chloe or any of these, any of these terrific batters. Um, And that's why they've had so much success lately and why they have just been tearing it up on offense with these high scoring games.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, I mean that, that one ended up being a run rule game. Um, Wildcats, they, they it in five um, taking, taking it to the ruse. uh, So it's 11 to three. And so they get a little bit of a, a little bit of a break. And then, you know, later that afternoon they played uh, UNLV, but we're going to jump to the second. Kansas City game, which was uh, the next morning. And uh, Wildcats on this one, yeah, like you said, Jessica, maybe a little bit of a slow start. Not a ton of offense in those first three innings, just one run apiece. But the big thing was Kansas City just did a number on Arissa Henderson in that third inning. She gave up five earned runs, man. Well, it's, well, sorry, it's two earned, five runs total. And so just just a rough, rough outing for her, man. And uh, and just just a single innings pitched. I mean, I don't know, like what what happened there? Because, you know, like we said, we were able to watch on uh, on YouTube. But what about that, that that one inning? Because like that was all the runs they scored five right there. That five spot was all they were able to muster. But it was enough to scare the Wildcats a bit because uh, then they were playing from behind at that point saying, like, okay you know, it's, it's now three to five they get it back in the next inning. Good for them. (laughs) But, uh, I don't know what, like, what was it about, about that one particular spot where she just kind of struggled?
2: Yeah, I I think it was just, you know, it was her first time out in the weekend and, you know, hadn't just, I, I don't know, but it was one where she, she hadn't adapted and it went quick. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and so I think part of it was just, you know, probably first time out and and they happened to be hot at the same time. And it just wasn't the best combo there.
0: Yeah. Just sort of took advantage, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. Just kind of the way it is. But I guess one thing I like about this though, is like we said, Wildcats then down 3-5 at that point. Next inning, next opportunity they get, um, they put up two more to tie the game. And I th- yeah. that's the thing that I like about this team. And we're going to talk a little bit about that when we talk about the Dixie state game at the end of the weekend, but uh, just a team that kind of answers, right? They answer. It's like, okay, uh, we, you know, somebody's going to, somebody's going to go up on us. We're going to respond. Right. Cause there was a point in that Dixie state game where it was like, Oh man, Dixie, they're just, mm, they're getting stuff. Are the Wildcats going to be able to respond? And they totally do. Right. And so I think that's going to pay dividends down the road. I mean, thoughts on, on that resiliency early in the season.
1: I think that um, one thing is you see at the end of these games, you see the leaders showing up as well as the players who, um, you know, are kind of still just getting into the team a little bit. Um, it was Chong that kind of uh, brought it alive during that one, um, that one game against the uh, UNLV just recently, uh, just near the end um, with that big hit. And then you had Daisy Tolo that we were talking about earlier um, and in this game uh, against the Ruse, for instance, with the, you know, with the score tied, it's Faith o who singles to second um, and brings, brings us up. So I think that's one thing is you're seeing a lot of clutch plays coming from different parts of your lineup and it's hard to p- plan against it. It's hard to, you know, hard to stop that when you got a lot of players coming in, coming in big in those big moments.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. I mean, leaders kind of leading, right? So like you said, game mm-hmm. is tied kind of a little bit back and forth. And then in the seventh faith Ho with the single to second base. And uh, that's enough for an RBI to bring an Allie Harmon home. And uh, that's it, right? That's, that's the game right there. Wildcats get out of that one. And uh, now the ruse sitting uh, one and six on the year. And so, you know, a rough start for them, but mm-hmm. I think that that, that score is not, or that, that record is not indicative of who they are as a team. This is a good team who plays in a, in a pretty tough league. Yeah. So let's talk about the UNLV ones. I mean, because we we talked a little bit with Faith about this. Th- these UNLV games were big. I mean, big, folks. Like, I think that we can't overstate that enough, that UNLV was scheduled or picked to be the preseason conference favorite. They're basically the Wildcats of their league, right? Everybody expected the Wildcats to be, you know, the toast of the Big Sky Conference. And thus far, they've been pretty good. But uh, UNLV is that for the Mountain West Conference. And uh, so, and they were undefeated going it. They were 5-0. and Going into this into this game, and uh, the Wildcats give them uh, an interesting one on uh, what was a Friday afternoon.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, on Friday afternoon, and so I mean, this was a little bit better because at this point they had they had some commentator on for the UNLV game, so that if you're watching that uh, that feed on YouTube, you were kind of able to kind of see some stuff. Talk to me about this one. I mean, what is it that you know? At, at what point did you? begin to really believe like the Wildcats can win this. Like, my goodness, they can win this.
2: I think it was really there in the second, right? To have two homers. Like yeah, that that gets the crowd going and gets the team excited. And I think that it was it was just pretty dang impressive. Oh, that was the 19th. Dang it. I was looking at the wrong day. But I mean that's good too, the 19th. <laughs> yeah the stat there. We came back and did well there. So, oh yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Simon. I'll, I'll let you
1: talk well, I was just going to say, I think it was when we singled to right field, kind of tying the game right there. Um, that's one of those things, like, especially when they went down, um, you know, they just got down two to four in the fifth and everything like that. You kind of, you kind of have the writing on the wall, especially with the Wildcats track record, record against UNLV. This is a tough team. This is a team that dominates their conference. Like we said, um, and then you know you just kind of see coming up big, especially with Daisy Toloa being walked, everything like that, um, Faith Ho with the sacrificial fly, um, and just really pushes the game ahead. I think it's right when you see that Emmaish um, that single to right field that you start to realize, oh they they're coming back and they could win this. So
0: yeah, I think that um, for me, you know, because I watched a little bit of this game too, the the point where I really started to believe, um, because like you said, they were hanging, like you said that um Simon, they they come back, they tie the game in the seventh four four mm-hmm. and then then they walk a run in. Daisy Taloa walks and Mia, Mia Rushton comes in on a walk run and they go up five four. It was at that point that I was like, UNLV is a little bit off their game here, aren't they? They just walked in a run, the the go-ahead run, right? Yeah. Like this pitching staff is having a hard time with the Wildcats. Maybe maybe something else can happen, and something else does happen, right? So Daisy Talal walks, Feho flies out, but it's a sack fly, and so you get another run in there. Now it's six to four, a two run. I mean, two runs against a team like UNLV feels like just a mountain, right? Like, oh my gosh, we're up two runs on this team. Like, can the pitching hold? And uh, the thing I got really excited when, you know, I think it was the first at bat of uh, of the seventh, right? Uh Martinez hits the homer, right? Wasn't that right?
2: Yeah. It was yeah. it was early. I didn't know if it was the first one, but it was definitely one that made you anxious for what was to come because anytime you're at the top of the seventh and they're closing out and it's been close to the rest of the game, it, it was definitely anxiety causing there.
0: Right. Yeah. Cause like and and like Faith said, like this is a team that has the power, like mm-hmm. they have that long ball and they can hit it. And they totally showed that, like, hey, boom, home run, bam, right there. Like, oh my gosh, okay. Now it's one. Can the pitching hold? And it does, man. It totally does. And uh they 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 can't do anything else. And um yeah, and so they get the dub. But my goodness, like what a just just total elation, right? To see that and be like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, man. Wildcats just Wildcats finally just beat UNLV. Like, sweet. Like, what a great weekend. We just went 2 and 0 already, you know, like because I think for a lot of folks, a split with UNLV is probably like, all right good weekend right so let's talk about the second game then so Wildcats they win a thriller 6-5 in the desert yes. that's the second game of the day cool right on then we have a repeat of, of the previous day like we said the Kansas City game a little bit closer this time not a run rule game but uh, Wildcats end up winning by one and then we go to the afternoon game against UNLV on Saturday and the Wildcats just roll man they just absolutely 6-1 yeah. to one. I mean yeah, you're talking, that was about this, the because- talking about
2: just a second ago, like to have two homers in the second, like at that point, just sit back and watch what happens. You're not killing the momentum at all there.
0: Yeah. So yeah, awesome. Good call. Yeah. Cause McQuiston hits, hits the homer right field you near know, Rushton's there. Bam. That's two run RBI yeah. two two run Homer. And then Chloe Camarero next, bam, uh, another Homer. And we, and like we talked about with her last week, she has that ability to hit the ball long. She's done it a number of times. And then all of a sudden wildcats are up. Uh, they're now up four to one. Against this team. And I was like, whoa, what just happened? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and shout out to to Mandy Sink. Because she really carried the freight in this game. 5.1 innings pitched. Four hits. Only one run. One earned run. Five strikeouts against a good team like UNLV. Like, man, she is really, really coming on, it feels like. And it's nice to see that early. Because we talked a little bit about this the first time we did the the softball show about how this rotation was really exciting with adding orissa henderson and we already knew you know the reigning big sky pitcher of the year in mo ramirez and mandy sink you know also you know finding her groove early plus like faith ho said a couple more pitchers still waiting to get their opportunity good to see the pitching staff get going early and especially get these early opportunities simon your thoughts on the pitching staff
1: yeah, definitely. Well, I love seeing Mandy Singh come up big in this one. Um, I love seeing her come up big all week. Um, she was fantastic. Um, you know, we've been talking about um Mo Ramirez having awesome, just awesome stats. I actually love um we were kind of talking about how last show we were like, okay, I'm hoping she shows up big on hitting. And she she really did this week. It was it was great to see that too. Um, I think that versatility amongst the pitchers is uh, just incredible the way that they can bat and the way that they can just dominate a game, holding holding a team like UNLV scoreless from, you know, about the second inning. Because I think they scored in the first and then the second inning on the nothing. Um, and it just makes it more of a threat. Um, greatest defense, you know, you can you can get right there is just having the pitchers hold them scoreless. So,
0: yeah, I mean, only four hits for the Rebels in this one. And like we said, just the one run. So, just um incredible 8 strikeouts um for them just once again. A credit to to the pitching staff just doing a great job. So now it's uh it's now 4-0 in the weekend and so then the Wildcats get on the bus and say, "Okay, we're heading back home." Pit stop in St. George though. And uh wow, a thriller. I was <laughs> I was watching live stats on this one and uh, I was nervous, folks. Like, "My goodness, I was nervous." Let's talk a little bit about this one. Um you know, Rebels, uh, sorry, not, they're not the Rebels anymore. They're not the Trailblazers. So Trailblazers, you know, they go up 2-1 after the first. And it's like, okay. And, and like Faith Ho said, this is a team that can hit. Dixie State always seems to have that opportunity. They are always they had 15 hits in this game. I mean, they can hit, right? It's just a matter of capitalizing. And, uh, and you know, they kind of go quiet for a little while. And then uh, they have that four-run fourth. I mean, how are you guys feeling after that four-run fourth? Like, uh-oh, now it's a tie game. Like, the Wildcats were up. Now it's a tie game. Like, what's oh, or no, sorry. It wasn't tie game. Now they're up six, four. How are you feeling at that point?
2: That was about the time I turned on live stats on my phone and I was okay. like, what is this? Like, what we is just need UNLV. What's going on? <laughs> so this was, I was a little
0: bit worried too. I was worried about maybe a, a little bit of a, of a letdown in St. George. Cause it was, you know, you have some, some really big games in the desert, uh, in Vegas. Beat, beat a good team and then maybe, uh, maybe look past a team like Dixie state uh, who, you know, you knew you would see the next weekend anyway, cause you were going down to their tournament. Uh, and so, you know, maybe let one slip past you, but uh, so I was a little bit nervous there after that fourth. I was saying, okay, it's six, four now. But like we said earlier, the thing I like about this team early is that they, you seem to have this ability to kind of answer and they totally did. Uh, so they say, okay, great. Now it's six, four Wildcats then answer with one of their biggest, one of their biggest innings in the fifth, they score three. So they go up one run. Dixie ties it at the bottom of the 5th. Wildcats go up two more and then they score a third in the, in the 7th and and that was it. That's 10-7. And they can't look back, you know, thoughts on that on that response cuz uh, I think it's telling about who this team is and kind of we talk about that redemption and these are the kinds of opportunities where they can kind of show that redemption.
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, I think we saw, you know, we were talking about we were nervous was 4 to 6, right? Like that's yeah. that's a big thing. And then what do they do to respond? Chloe Camarero hits her sixth home run of the season right there. um, Nails it out of the park. Um, And I think that's one of those things. Like, it just gets the ball rolling after that. There's nothing that really rallies the team up more than than a big hit like that to bring him within one, uh, you know, just a one-point game. And then Casey Whiting uh, able to bring the team back a little bit with that, with that single. um, And... Yeah, I think that's one thing where we were just had the momentum after that home run and um you had, um Dixie State unfortunately like, unfortunately for them couldn't couldn't keep up with it.
0: Yeah,
2: I mean well and Chloe just had one heck of a game, right? To have three runs, it was like she was just there and one of them to be a home run was just just impressive. Yeah.
0: Three hits, uh like you said, three runs, um, two RBIs for her, just you know, absolutely Great game by Chloe Cameron, but let's talk a little bit about Casey Whiting because she has been on base an awful lot. She goes um three of three in this one, mm-hmm. two runs, you know, two RBIs. You know, she gets a walk. Like she has just been an on base machine this this season, and we haven't talked a lot about her. But I mean, Simon, so talk to me a little bit about like what's what's giving her so much success because like she's hitting the ball like she's not going one for 3 in a lot of games like she's going two for 3 she's going two for 4 like she's having multi-hit games pretty much every game like i mean talk a little bit about her her contribution to this this successful run thus far
1: definitely um well, i think that's one of the things i interviewed her um at the beginning of the season or um before the season started sorry and she um she was one of those players that had that senior, you know, that veteran presence on the team right there. Um, And it's one of those things where um, I think she started to learn a lot of stuff that other, other players haven't learned or um, don't get the opportunity to learn. And um, it's just that, it's just that experience showing through. And you have the highest on base percentage in the league um, closely following is Faith Ho, but um, has the highest one right there. And, it's someone's reliable. You know, you get a senior like that who can hit, who can get on base and who can lead your team through. You got someone reliable and you got, there's a reason she's been on the team for so long and um, why we're so lucky to have her.
0: Yeah. I mean, cause the opening weekend, you know, a little bit of, a little bit of trouble, you know, but, but a sharp eye and kind of, you know, keeping yourself in it. But then this last weekend, just, you know, absolutely dominant, man. Like, You know yeah she goes out for one in the kansas city game but one for three against a good unlv team two for two against kansas city again two for four against unlv again and then three for three in this dixie state game like she's just kind of stepping up when the wildcats need it in kind of those big games and it's great to see man it's just it's nice to see
2: yeah
0: so wildcats end up getting the dub in that one they end up leading at 10 7 and they get back on the bus and they get to go home so uh we talked about it last weekend. Um, now let's talk a little bit about uh this upcoming game or this this game that I've got prepared for you guys. And we can go through this real real quick. But uh, so I'm calling it rate the state. I want you guys to give me a rating one through ten on how you would rate the statistic. Ten being the best. Like, yeah, thumbs up. One being like a oh man, that's that needs improvement. So right out of the gate, Wildcats are eight and two. Jessica, what's your rating on that one?
2: Oh, 10. That's all the 10. way. Yeah. yeah, what an incredible
0: start. <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't want to I didn't want to, you know, throw something hard at you guys. I want to give you guys something nice and easy to work into here. So, Simon, what about you? on Scale of one to ten, an eight and two start is and oh that's definitely a ten. That's it's a ten. Especially after what
1: we did. Yeah. No, beating you in a lead twice. Yeah, that's a 10. Big time.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay, well, that was easy. Not nice, nice and easy. Uh, next one here. Uh, we talked a little bit about uh, Faith Ho and some of her numbers. Right now, she's hitting 452. It's a pretty big number. Um, her averages, uh, I close the stats, dang it. Uh, her averages m- more around like, you know, mid 300s. That's usually where she likes to be. You know, hits 340, high 340s, uh, you know, low 350s. That's kind of where she ends up. Hitting 450 right now in this early young season. Uh, you think sustainable? Give me Give me a ranking. 10 being the best. One being like, I don't think it's sustainable. Tell tell me where you're at on that.
2: I'm gonna go nine. Nine sustainable. Keep because it. I don't want. I mean, just listen to the energy she had in that f- the first interview. Like I feel inspired. Like I want to go out back and try my hand at a softball. I'm not going <laughs> to. But I want to go beat you in LV. <laughs> I do. I want to be there. She's so good, and just the the energy that she has, the you know passion that she has coming through. I, I think that all the way i'm i'm all in faith
0: okay going going with a nine on that one simon what about you sustainable on at 452
1: give me on your four, ranking on that one on 452 um i have no doubt that she can hit 400 i'm probably going to go with like around okay.
0: 52
1: she can definitely hit 400 she can definitely hit 400 452 is tricky though like i
0: going going ted williams on this one
1: right like 400 he, If she can hit 400, that's, that's phenomenal. Like 452 is like beyond amazing, but like, yeah, there's a long schedule. Like it, it's hard to, (laughs) you know, hard to maintain 452. So
0: (laughs) yeah, we'll see how it goes. All right. So Simon's at a seven on that one. All right. Next one up. I have this. Mo Ramirez has now pitched 31 innings this season already. 31 scale one to 10, 10 being like, yeah, that's fine. Or one being like, yeah, I'm a little bit nervous. Where are you guys at on that one?
2: Oh, I don't, I mean, I think she's great. I think she's been great since she started. I think at some point we're gonna, you know, I, I would assume we're going to balance out the pitchers a, a little bit more, but why would we need to when we look like this? Right. But, you know, we've just got a couple more tournaments coming up. I, I don't know. I'm going to go with, it's great. At some point, I think we might end up seeing us balance out the pitchers a little bit more. I'm going to go, I'm going to go seven.
0: This one. We'll seven on this one. Okay. And that's a good point. Like you said, Um, some big games coming up. And so you want to kind of, you know, keep running Mo out there, the the reigning big sky player, uh pitcher of the year understandable but uh like you said as we get into conference play wouldn't be surprised to see some um some other uh some other pitchers in the rotation get opportunities um well i guess we'll kind of see simon what about you 31 innings already this season i mean that's roughly 3.1 innings in 10 games uh but we know that you know she's not pitching in every game so uh i don't know man how do you feel about that
1: right well i think she's been playing phenomenally. She's, she's only allowed around 23 hits in those 31 innings. And, um, is that 34 strike? Like, you know, it's just, um, it's one of those things too, where I think, I think 31 innings is a lot. And I think she was kind of expected to do that, especially at the beginning of the season. You know, you're a veteran player, um, award winning veteran player right there. And then, um, you know, you're expected to start off the season strong. Your coach Amicon has been, Playing her a lot more because she knows what she's capable of. I think that's one of the things. Is to your point, um, we haven't seen the best of Arissa Henderson yet. She's good. We've seen good stuff from her, but we haven't seen like mm. the best. I think she's going to play it a lot more. And same with Amanda Singh. I think she's just barely getting. She's she's getting started. She's been great, but we're going to see a lot more from her. So,
0: yeah. So w- w- what's the number on this one, man?
1: Probably around Jessica's. That that oh, that part. That's not bad. Yeah, <laughs>
0: seven. All right. But uh, yeah, I agree with you. I think Mandy Sink is uh, definitely heating up. Arissa Henderson has had some really good outings, um, some tough outings too. But I think that you know she's just kind of getting comfortable and getting getting comfortable with the league, right? And so mm-hmm. uh, we'll just kind of we'll kind of see how that shakes out. Last one here: the highest OPS on a team is from a freshman. What's your yeah. ranking on that? That <laughs> <sighs> just- is. Is that exciting or is that worrying? You tell me.
2: Well, it's totally exciting. I mean, I just think, you know, the the initial conversation that we had, the fact that we continue to build this team to be you know, sustainable to not only be great this year, but to keep getting those rings years in the future, to have a freshman with stats like that is incredible. And I think that it speaks to our overall ability to recruit the standings that we have in the big sky, but also how we play on the national stage. And it is dang exciting to see that we're able to bring in a freshman with stats like these. And it speaks well, not only for this season, but future seasons. So 10, I'm going 10. Did I say 10? that super
0: yeah. exciting? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's totally fine. Um, let me just make sure that I have that right.
1: Yeah. Cause are you, are you for the, uh, Mika Chong?
2: Yeah. that's yeah. I was
0: so I'm actually, I'm actually slightly wrong on this one, folks. My bad. The highest OPS on the team right now is Chloe Camarero with 1390 that she's hitting 1390 OPS. And you know that's a lot of extra bases, but then Mika Chong is who I'm talking about. You know, freshman mm-hmm. catcher, uh, Prospect 1334 is her OPS right now, which is a stunning number for her. And then Faith up right up there as well in, in the triple digits. OPS is a 1095. So, man, I mean, not quite the top, but pretty close to the top. And, you know, that's with that's with Chloe Camarero, just a few points ahead of her. Absolutely slugging the ball. Um, yeah, man. Simon, where are you at on this? Mika Chong hitting, you know, a 1334 OPS in this young season as a freshman catcher.
1: I'm agreeing with Jessica on this one with the 10 again. Um, I love that. Um, you know, we said it earlier in, uh, in the show, like a few few episodes back, that Weber State doesn't rebuild, they restock. Yeah. Um, and this is a prime example of it. Um, Mika Chong came up clutch um, just, in that, uh, just in that opening game against the uh, Kansas City right there. No, it was um, UNLV, sorry. UNLV, there we go. Um, and I think it's... Uh, I think it's just phenomenal to see that. I think we have another player like, you know, we had Mia Rushton last year who is killing it this season also, but was freshman of the year last year. And anytime you get someone with that potential to win that award, you know, yeah, that's awesome.
0: Yeah. I mean, how, how sweet would it be for the Wildcats to get another, you know, freshman of the year? I mean, like you said, Mia Rushton, absolutely fantastic. She's still hitting really well. She's hitting 400 so far this season, a 968 OPS for her. You know, um, she's doing a really good job, you know, still holding down that leadoff spot. Uh, but you know, just to kind of see good players come through the through the the system behind them mm-hmm. speaks a lot to Coach Amy Cohn and her staff's ability to to restock this this uh, this cupboard. Man, just doing a great job. All right, that's so. That's rate the state. I don't know. My first time trying that out. What'd you guys think? Good segment. Hey.
2: I liked it. Uh, I liked it. It okay. was Okay, I was like,
0: give me yeah, a scale but- of one to ten on that segment. <laughs> 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 oh, he's content. He's being a nice guy. all right well let's look at the upcoming schedule here folks um so like we said the wildcats they are currently in st george right now like uh faith said they just arrived you know maybe an hour ago so uh this this tournament a little bit weird starting on thursday so starting tomorrow thursday february 24th uh 12 p.m mountain standard time be taking on the nevada wolf pack and then later that day at 2 30 p.m Going to be playing Dixie State again, so we'll kind of see how that goes. If if the uh, the is looking for revenge, then Friday, February 25th, versus UVU, the game that was supposed to be that was not. So if you didn't know, we were supposed to Wildcats were supposed to play UVU on. Uh, it, was the, it was supposed to be actually the first game of the UNLV series uh, down in Vegas last weekend, but they had some COVID in their program, and so they ended up having to cancel. So another opportunity to play UVU, always a great team. Uh, that game will be at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Then later that day at 12:30 p.m., Wildcats will taking on Winthrop. Uh, so I, I, didn't, I didn't check the uh, the series history. Maybe I should do that right now on Winthrop. But uh, I don't know what to expect from that team. I guess we'll kind of see. Uh, looking at them and the history between them and the Wildcats, looks like the Wildcats have what? No, I'm gonna have to scroll down. Looks like we have Wildcats have never faced Winthrop. It's never happened. So, uh, this will be interesting to kind of see how it shakes out. Uh, then, uh, finally, Saturday, February 26th, one more game against the Nevada Wolfpack. That game will be at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Then the Wildcats get to hop on the bus and come home to Ogden. So an early weekend for them. So wish them the best of luck on all those. If we end up seeing any sort of, uh, streaming options, we'll be sure to tweet those out for folks. Um, like we said last weekend, UNLV had some of those on YouTube so if we see some of those uh, sometimes the softball the WSU softball account will tweet those out glad to share those links with you folks so if there is an opportunity but as I as I can see it right now I don't think any of these games are going to be on ESPN plus which is kind of a bummer because Dixie State is on ESPN plus they're in the whack, um, so I don't know we'll see what happens so that's the show, folks. We're going to wrap it up. Um, email, WeberStateWeekly at gmail.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Patreon. You go to patreon.com slash WeberStateWeekly. Become a patron. I'm just saying. So it's totally worth it. And then the blog is at WeberStateWeekly.com. Simon and Jessica, really appreciate you both for taking some time. Uh, third show this week. So appreciate you both for doing the thing and always uh, making making these a good time. We'll wrap this up like we usually do. Weber State, Weber State.
2: Great. Great.
0: (laughs) Great, great. Go Wildcats.